Copenhagen, the home of Hans Christian Andersen, seems like almost a fairy tale for sightseeing. The canals, the crowded yet cheery bike lanes, royal architecture all around, and the counterculture mecca of Christiania all beckon visitors to Denmark's capital. Danes like to have a good time, and the modern squares and the nightlife spots are great places to connect with Scandinavia's most fun-loving people. Speaking of fun-loving people, we've got tour guide Nina Sefuzati, who grew up in Denmark. She's a guide there, and she joins us now in our studio to help us plan a wonderful, wonderful trip to Copenhagen. Nina, thanks for being here. Thank you. Hi, hi. Hi, hi. Oh, I love to see right there when the Danes, hi, hi. It's not hi, just hi. hi, it's hi, hi. Well, you can do hi when you meet and then hi, hi when you're leaving, so that's really easy. Oh, good. that's good. Hi, hi, mm-hmm. hi, hi. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, when we think of Copenhagen, it's Nordic. It's in the north of Europe, and it's uh, for some people, it's just one step further than their itinerary. Mm-hmm. But there's a real charm there, and oh, it, it's a wonderful gateway to Scandinavia. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me what to you is the charm of Copenhagen. Copenhagen, where I was born and raised, is a very mellow, human-sized city, first of all, open towards the sea with the canals, Lots of bikes. Yeah. <laughs> For some, too many bikes. Well, <laughs> because you know, it can be really when crowded. I, when I check into my hotel, I, mm-hmm. I borrow or rent a mm-hmm. bike and mm-hmm. I, t- I tie it up. I always feel like I'm tying up a horse outside. You know, they've got exactly. a little rack yeah. Yeah. and yeah. I tie my horse up, but it's a bike in Denmark. Mm-hmm. And even if I had a, a taxi sitting outside my hotel, I wouldn't use it. I'd no. get on the bike and I'd go and I'd, I'd get there just as fast by bicycle. Exactly. That's the human part of the city. It's a, it's a big city, but it is it's very human. Exactly. Yeah, There's you something, can walk. And... You know, if you go to the village, you think hugli. That's a good mm, Danish hugli. word, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. What does hugli mean? Hugli has become a concept now, right? You're yeah. writing books about it. And yeah. Hugli is, you, you can translate it into coziness. Coziness. Or, yeah. You know, you... Hugli is that you are together and there's a closeness, there's a relaxed feeling, a lot of beer sometimes. Yeah. And if you're indoors, obviously lit candles, right? I love this. In Denmark, there's a candle in the window. Mm -hmm. It's just a beautiful thing. It just indicates to me there's some conviviality inside this house. I completely, yeah. It's gorgeous. Well, we need that light, don't we? You we do, because you're up in the, up in the Long, north, the dark, dark and dreary winters. north that's made more bright by your smiles. Well, let's review the basic sights mm-hmm. in Copenhagen. First of all, you've got the wonderful pedestrian boulevard, which was um, innovative in its day. I think it was mm-hmm. one of the first great pedestrian boulevards it in was. Europe, and now every city's got them. Stroll, yeah, which uh, is completely difficult to pronounce. Say it again. Stroll. S-T-R-O-G-E-T. It's like strolling almost. Mm-hmm. Exactly, yeah. So yeah. Uh, give me a quick walk. Where would I go? Go from the, the uh, city hall, right? Or, no, yep. no, the, the big uh, rat house. Yep, the Rådhusplassen, uh, right? Yep. The, the city hall, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have that the main square. That has changed a lot, by the way, by the building metros, etc. Yeah. And you're strolling down this street that obviously has changed also since the 1960s when it opened up and when I kind of was a little girl and wandering there. There's shops, right? There are places where you can have food and, and lots of benches because there are little squares in between where yeah. you stroll down the street, but right. there's squares from one many, point Many to squares along the way, each with beautiful statues uh-huh. surrounded by historic buildings. Fountains, yeah. I think originally the businesses did not want that because they thought they needed the car access. Mm-hmm. Then they got it and they realized they're making more money with completely, pedestrians. Completely. But it happens everywhere around Europe, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. People are resistant and then mm-hmm. they go, oh, I wish mm-hmm. you know, really I wish works. my town here in Washington State would get it, but you know, mm-hmm. merchants are afraid to mm-hmm. not have somebody park immediately in front. Yeah. But what happens when, when you get all that pedestrian activity and all that charm and all that coziness, 
Mm-hmm. The rents go up, and when the rents go up, it drives away the the hoogly uh, shops, exactly. the mom and pop shops, yeah. and the big international chains come in, and it changes the character. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, so in the beginning, that was the hoogly yeah. <laughs> street, with a few fancy department stores right. like Elums and you know. Right. But now but the now side streets. Mm-hmm. So there's parallel streets that exactly. have the hoogly. Yeah. Next to Stray, the alternative, you know, the alternative <laughs> yeah. street. So go one block over. There you yeah. find better restaurants, mm-hmm. smaller shops. Yeah. Uh, a, a little more uh, coziness. Mm-hmm. I would say that all the parallel streets too, just all oh, yeah. are interesting. That's very nice. Mm-hmm. And then at the very end of Stroya, you get to a square which is quite impressive. Kong's New Toll. Yeah, the New Harbor, which is funny because mm-hmm. it's the Old Harbor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. New Haven. Yeah, you're thinking about New Haven. Yeah. yeah. So New Haven means New Haven. New or, Haven, New yeah. Harbor, right? <laughs> yeah. But 500 years ago, it was the New Harbor. Yeah, it, it was. It yeah. used to be. <laughs> but yeah. now it's the, the Old uh-huh. Harbor called the New Harbor. Uh-huh. And uh, it's like an open air museum for ships. It is, yeah. Some are historic ships that they Uh want to keep, obviously. There's another canal close by where you have other more historic ships. Some historic ships actually are homes for people, right? So, And it's so much part of our history. Copenhagen would not have existed if we hadn't had the the trade and the ships. In the the old days, this is where the tattoo parlors were and the the rough bars and and the (laughs) The girls and the sailors. (laughs) You can still find a little bit of that. You can still find it, but it has been a little erased. (laughs) Tidied up. Tidied up. If Mm. you look at it, it looks like it's out of a Hans Christian Andersen fairy tale almost. Well, he did used to live there, right? There's a house in in Newhound where he used to live. So that's kind of, he he was there. He, He felt that. He saw that, right? Now, one thing, when I'm in New Haven, you've got mm-hmm. this giant anchor that's just like an mm-hmm. ornament that's tied up there. You've got these old ships. You've got these half-timbered uh, uh, and dob kind of old houses. Mm-hmm. On the square with some very important cultural, uh, isn't the theater there? Yep. Or the Opera the House? Royal Opera. Yep, yeah, yep, exactly. Yeah. And you have a lot of people on the curb drinking beer mm-hmm. and a lot of musicians outside. Mm-hmm. It can be a little shocking for some. Yeah. I know that for some visitors, when I do guided tours in Copenhagen, they think, what are all these people doing outside with cans, bottles of beer? Looks to me like a tattoo show. But, yeah, Everybody's exactly, showing but, off their tattoos. But then again, you have to remember also that it's a little bit more expensive to sit in a bar, have a beer, than just buy one in a shop and sit on the curb. That's so. what, you know, when I've taken uh-huh. groups through Copenhagen, people go, oh, all of these kids, these mm-hmm. young people are drinking so much beer. Mm-hmm. And I have to remind them, no, there's no more beer drinking here than in the United States no. or in England or Ireland, mm-hmm. but it's too expensive for young people exactly. to go into a bar in, in mm-hmm. Copenhagen. Mm-hmm. So you go to the 7-Eleven and you buy a beer for $2. And you sit on a bench. And or... you're sitting on a bench. <laughs> well, the great thing about New Holland is you, you sit there on the canal, with your feet dangling, you know, you have the water just below, the sunset is maybe reflected in the so water. So on a nice evening, is... a balmy summer evening, late night, yeah. it's, it's light until 11 Ugh. o'clock, you know. Oh, well, it never really yeah. gets dark in the summer, right? So, <laughs> so you, you, you don't outside? feel like going, yeah. But obviously, there, some people say there's a problem with alcoholism in that. Right. And, well, but there is that conviviality with beer yeah. that French would have the wine, right? We have the beer. We it don't is make kind wine. of a balance, isn't it? You can yeah. abuse the alcohol, but exactly. it is a nice lubricant anywhere but to any, get people anywhere. together. Anywhere. And in Scandinavia, expensive as the beer is in Denmark, it's much cheaper than in Norway and mm-hmm. Sweden. Oh, completely, yeah. And then we're famous for our beers, remember. We have Carlsberg and Tuberg. The, the, the competing great Danish the two beers. two companies, yeah. They both welcome tourists for a visit, don't they? Carlsberg has, yes, they do. You can visit the, the, the beer production uh-huh. and uh, you even have a little free tasting at the end, yeah. which is quite popular. I it's a fun experience. <laughs> it is, yeah. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We're talking Copenhagen and our guide is Nina Sefuzati. Our phone number is 877-333-7425. And Sid's calling in from Atlanta in Georgia. Sid, thanks for your call. Thank you. Well, first of all, I'd like to say that 
Nina had me with beer on the street, beer <laughs> on the on the canal. I think that's a lovely thought as someone who enjoys brewskis um, even more than wine. So that that's lovely. But um, I'm very interested in uh, cultural attractions in Copenhagen and wondered what Nina might put on a traveler's uh, earmarked list. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, Copenhagen is so filled with culture, that, um, and, and even outside Copenhagen, also easy to reach, right? I would start with the new Carlsberg Gliptothek. Nee Carlsberg Gliptothek, if yeah. I can say it with an American it's accent. Difficult, yeah. And that's the beautiful painting gallery. Eh? It has an incredible European art. It's a European art museum, right? But it's just a, such a beautiful building. Who and pays for that beautiful building? Ah, the beer pays for that building. So when you drink a beer, you're patronizing you, the arts. When you buy or you you drink, right? You Carlsberg. enjoy the Carlsberg beer. Then it's actually that's a fortune of the gentleman who created the beer, who, right. who also thought, well, let me give some money for art. <laughs> and there's that hippie uh, squatter community. Uh, Christiania. Christiania, yeah. And they always have cutting-edge cultural events there. Completely, yeah. I mean, Christiania, you can feel, you know, like, mm, I don't want to go there because mm-hmm. it's a right. little too much hippie. Yeah, you know, going. it is pretty edgy. But what I like to do in Copenhagen when I'm there and bringing friends, for instance, is that we have, there's this kind of open square in Christiania yep. with lots of little restaurants, little vendors, and then there's an open stage. Yeah. And they have they have constantly concerts here. Yeah. You just show up, and then they might be bad and might be good. But yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's fun. It's yeah. sort of life at Christiani yeah. is, is a festival every night. Completely, yeah, yeah. But and then you have design museum, which oh. if you're interested in in like furniture, for instance. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Design. I mean, you can find design also. That's interesting. You don't even have to pay for that. You go into a great building, which is uh, it's like a department store, but just for furniture and design, which is called Ilums. I L L. U-M-S, Ilums, Bolihus. It's on stro- It's on the pedestrian street, right? And it's, it's like a design display. You know, Sid, uh, design is such a forte in Denmark. And if you just ask around when you get there, look online, mm. uh, the design exhibits, just even if you're not in design, you go, wow, now I see why Danes are so into mm. design and so famous for that. I shall make a note for mm. sure. Good. Thanks for your Enjoy call, that. Sid. Enjoy okay, that. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hi-hi. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We're talking Copenhagen with Nina Sefuzati. So we're doing our walk through town, and uh, Sid mentioned uh, the museums, like there's the, the Nee Carlsberg Glyptotech for mm-hmm. sure, mm-hmm. and that's the best painting collection. And then also, everything we're talking about is within walking mm. distance, it seems like. Um, and if you have a bicycle, it's within minutes. Mm. Uh, but you've got the National, what is it, the Archaeological Museum or the National History Museum? Museum? Yeah, the yeah, History Museum amazing. is incredible. So you want to yeah. see Viking stuff, yeah. you want to see medieval stuff, you mm-hmm. want to see early oh, you Christian can, you stuff. you can stay for days in that museum. <laughs> and it's yeah. wonderful. It's yeah. wonderful. And and I like neoclassical statues. Mm. I like Canova, you mm. know. There is an amazing Danish sculptor. Torvaldsen. Oh, Torvaldsen. <laughs> and he's got a museum. Yep. But you find his art all over the town also. That's the thing. You go into the cathedral. The right? cathedral is right. lined by Torvaldsen's saints. Yeah. And that Jesus figure at the end oh. uh, is just the most beautiful, I think. It's gorgeous. Not because I'm from Copenhagen, but I think yeah. it's the most beautiful Jesus statue I've ever seen. Yeah. Right? It's, it's filled with empathy and, and oh. feelings. and yeah. I Check was, out Torvaldsen. I mean, yeah. in every country in Scandinavia has one artist you've got to know. Mm. Uh, you know, Carl Millis, I think, in Sweden. In Sweden, And uh, yeah. Viglund in, in Norway. Norsley, yeah. And uh, Torvaldsen, Torvaldsen, I would yeah. say, when you're yeah. in Denmark. Well, he's one of the great, great artists that we have, and we yeah. have many. <laughs> and, and the Scandinavian artists, they went down to France, and they went down to Italy to be inspired. Well, they did the grand tour, right? They did, right. as all the artists did, and got inspired. But 
I mean, they got inspired obviously by Italian France, but mainly Italy, I would say. But they also brought their Danish, yeah, Scandinavian, it's a, it's a Nordic. It's a yeah. beautiful fusion. It completely, yeah. 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 Now, when I look at Copenhagen on the map, I can see the fortifications of the city. Mm-hmm. It was a very well fortified city in oh, the day. Completely, yeah. And now, so. and now those fortifications, you can still see them, but they're parks and they're lakes mm-hmm. and they're ramparts that you can climb on and so on. That's a beautiful part of it. Describe the star series of fortifications around the city. Yeah, Castello. Yeah, what you have uh, if you go up kind of north of the city center, you have what is called Castello, which is really mm-hmm. this fortification. Yeah. But you just kind of follow the the line of lakes around the city. Yeah. And the names of the neighborhoods, like Östervold, Westervold, where it's the eastern ramparts and the western ramparts, it, it clearly shows you where you are. But and now it's just, it's just opened up. And it's, and it's a people-oriented, completely. like the pedestrian streets, like the completely. bicycle lanes. It's yeah. it, it's just cozy. It's hugely. Mm. Jim from Colorado Springs emails us, and he asks, what food specialties do you suggest? Maybe a couple of don't-miss-it places to eat in Copenhagen. That's a great question because when we go to Copenhagen, we want to eat like a temporary Dane. Mm. When you go out for a lunch, what kind of a lunch do you like? Oh, <laughs> you want my little guilty pleasure? Yes. I, I think it's yours also. It's hot dogs. <laughs> the pulsa. Are what, yeah, the pulsa one. <laughs> the little tiny skinny yeah. weenies with a tiny bun, then they yep. stick out yep. on both ends a long way. It sounds maybe strange for Americans that you know, I love hot dogs, but it, there's that Danish tradition of at any time of the day you can have a hot dog. You stroll in the street, you can smell them. Yeah. <laughs> now they have oh, they have organic hot dogs and all that. Oh my but, goodness! So the, you go to the hot dog stand, yeah. and it's it's like a hot dog stand. It's, it's a, a hot dog stand, but it's you know, but, but but then again, you have obviously you have the more sophisticated food, which is smørbrød, right? The open sandwiches. So it it ranges from uh, hot dogs to fancy gourmet food, famously expensive mm-hmm. and pretentious restaurants. But talk about the open face sandwich because mm-hmm. that, you just feel so elegant when you're having a lunch of an open face sandwich. <laughs> well, the thing about visitors, when I, I talk about the open sandwiches and I have to explain to them that it's a sandwich, but you eat it with a knife and a fork. Right. Because it's stacked up, right? You have levels, layers of, of stuff on, on rye bread. Always rye bread, right? right. Yeah. And, and then butter, and then you might have the... Anything, meat or eggs, vegetables, shrimp, eggs. Shrimp yeah. is beautiful. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and then again, because we've had this evolution of the new Nordic cuisine, is that even the open-faced sandwiches, you can find the classical ones and you can find the really fancy fusion. So, so, so <laughs> yeah. what is, quote, new, new Nordic, Nordic cuisine? Yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? It's, it's, I mean, anything, we have to create something new all the time. Like, yeah. you know. But what was a, a real surprise to a lot of people, particularly the Danes, was that there was a Danish restaurant called Norma in OMA, oh, yeah. right, yeah. who suddenly was elected and chosen to be the best restaurant in the world. Wow. Yeah. It was that we, Danish people, we yeah. have the best restaurant in the world. In the world, literally in the world. Uh-huh. Yeah. And what did the chef do? Well, actually, what he, he, he took up some of the very classical things that we've already had. You know, we, yeah. we knew that yeah. beets and potatoes and stuff, the fish, obviously. But he created something new, right? He created something extraordinary. He created a place where people wanted to be seen. Right. Menus cost, you know, a lot. Uh, cost uh, <gasps> hundreds of dollars. Yeah. And you got to book it months in advance, literally. Exactly. You can't yeah, just yeah, walk yeah. up for your open face uh-huh. sandwich there. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We've been talking about Copenhagen with Copenhagen guide Nina Sefuzati. Nina, let's just finish with a little bit of this fun-loving uh, Danish business. First of all, the Danes... Seem compared to their Scandinavian sisters and brothers, a little looser. What's the what's mm-hmm. the different personality between Danes, Swedes, Ooh, and Norwegians? You want me to go into that? <laughs> get, in, get in a little trouble. I here. hope my Swedish, Dane, Norwegian colleagues not listening uh, to this. Talking, you're talking to a Norwegian. <laughs> I know, I know. Okay. <laughs> well, Danes are usually seen as the more, if I can say, Mediterranean, you know, yeah, people right. of Scandinavia. 
where the Swedes are seen as a little more uptight, a little more snobbish. It's like the, the big sister, right? Sweden yeah. is the big sister, right? They're the responsible ones. Responsible ones. They, they, <laughs> they are the political correct ones. And, yeah, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. And, and then you have Norway, who's like that little brother, whatever, little sister that suddenly grew up and got a lot of money. Right? <laughs> they got the But, oil. Or they got the oil. <laughs> yeah. And Danes, what do we have? Well, we have... We have fun. We do have, you know, we have fish <laughs> and potatoes and it not not anything, you know, oilish. But we have that thing that is probably more a little relaxed, laid back. Yeah. The fact that Swedes will come to Denmark because it's so close by. We have a bridge linking us yeah, now, right? Yeah, that's right. They will come to Denmark to, well, to party. To party. Well, yeah. there's, what are the two towns, Helsingor, Helsingborg, right yes, across? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Up north where the Hamlet north. Castle is. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. remember going there, and uh, the Danes don't go to Sweden to party. No. <laughs> the Swedes go to Denmark to oh, yeah. party. <laughs> yeah. And it, when they party, they party. It's like letting oh, kids kidding. have no rules, you know. But it's also because the alcohol is less expensive it's less than expensive, in Sweden, right? Yeah. And in Denmark, you can buy alcohol. And then finally, yeah. speaking of parties, you yeah. know, Tivoli Gardens is sort of the mm-hmm. classic. It's the Disneyland, the cultural Completely. Disneyland of Denmark. But it's mm-hmm. very touristy, and mm-hmm. it's right down there. And you got to see it. I, I really like it. But for a Dane, Let's say Danish um, parents are taking their kids out for a, a nice, uh, mm. uh, you know, a break, a little, a little tiny vacation. Mm-hmm. What's the alternative to Tivoli? Growing up, right, my parents uh-huh. would take me out there, and then I'll go out there on my own. You just take it; it's a short train ride. You can bike out there. You can follow the, the coastline, uh-huh. and it's just up north of the center of Copenhagen. It's called Bakken. B-A-K-K-E-N. Bakken. Bakken. So that's yeah. where you can go to get the um, casual. It's, mm-hmm. it's sort of the. Knott's Berry Farm to Disneyland, I think you could mm-hmm. say. It's an amusement park, right? There are rides. There's an, I think, 82-year-old roller coaster. I don't know if nice. you want to go up there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah 82 years. But, yeah. but, but the thing it. is that okay. it's free, and it's free to Back go in. in there. So will you pay to get in, right? Nina, thank yep. you so much for giving us a, an exciting look at your beautiful city. Wonder, I know now why people say wonderful, wonderful Copenhagen. Copenhagen, yeah. Thank you. Tusen tak. So what do you say? Tusen tak. Tusen tak. You say tusen tak. I say det var salit. That was nothing. Okay, let me, let's do that. That's thousand thanks. Tusen tak. Det var så lidt. Hej, hej. Hey, I'm Rick Steves, and I love art. And in my new book, Europe's Top 100 Masterpieces, I share my favorites with gorgeous photos and vivid descriptions. It's all in Europe's Top 100 Masterpieces, Art for the Traveler. It's available now at ricksteves.com. <laughs>